tuned into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Get your fitness journey started today. Get shredded for summer with the best group classes, the best personal training, the best open gym, and the best coaching staff. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Get the intel edge you need to succeed at GaryAshton.com. And Superbook Sports, where you can wager on all the tournament insanity. It has certainly been an insane day one in college basketball, and you can make it even crazier by getting the best odds boosts and promotions in the Superbook Sports app. So... With everything going on with uh, the Titans and free agency, understanding that we are all fully engulfed by college basketball at this point, there's a couple of different things that I think people need to be paying attention to. Now, we know that the Titans set out specifically this offseason to get faster as a team. That was something that Mike Vrabel brought up in his end of season post game or a locker room clean out press conference, right? The idea that they're rarely the fastest team on the field, that they need to address that moving into 2023. They need to find ways to get faster as a team. So in doing so, free agency hasn't been the place that they've felt the need to address their speed. Now, maybe defensively, you could bring up Arden Key, who's got a lot of um, unique skills as a pass rusher and who certainly will provide a, a little bit of fastball off the edge or however they choose to deploy him, where they'll move him around, I would imagine, in a couple of different settings. Um, you know, Aziz Alshair, the uh, linebacker, has got plenty of speed. He's a uh, he's a put-his-nose-in-there-and-blow-it-up type of player, but that's not necessarily the kind of team speed that you're looking for at this stage. You needed it, but you need more help on offense, too. Now, maybe they choose to focus primarily on the wide-receiving core, the pass-catching unit, in general, wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs in the upcoming NFL draft because there are some players who make a lot of sense for what it is that this team does. But so far, under contract, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, Racy McMath, and today they brought Nick Westbrook-Akina back on a one-year deal. So that's your Two Rivers Ford take, or at least that's where I'd like to start in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. One word to describe the Titans bringing back NWI. Give me one word to describe your feelings about seeing number 15 return to your wide receiver room. We will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford always goes above and beyond to get you the best value on the best vehicles. That is always what they have done, and it is what they will continue to do. They've done it for 40 years of their existence. It is their 40th anniversary, and they will do it into the next 40 because that's the way that Two Rivers Ford always done has done business. Quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So the Titans re-sign NWI on a one-year deal today. Marcus Wright says depth. Familiarity for Corey D. Jackson. Economical, says Paul Ruddy, without knowing. I don't think, Paul, unless you've seen the details of NWI's deal. I have not yet. I haven't seen any reported details of NWI's deal, nor have I uh, heard any at this point. So 
I mean, I would assume it's economical, but, um, you know, I, I don't know specifically what the terms of that contract are. Goofy says Troy Anderson joke for memory mix. Uh, yeah, they're, they're the big, the big, I don't want to call it a big free agent signing, but the free agent signing that I wanted them to make was Darius Slayton, the wide receiver who returned to the Giants, who's been there for quite some time. That's the kind of team speed that I felt like that they could acquire in free agency. Now, beyond that, there are still some options. Um, we'll see how the wide receiver market plays out. The The numbers haven't been crazy. Obviously, it's a, it's a poor wide receiver free agent class. Maybe they decide that, um, maybe they decide that they, uh, that free agency isn't where they want to spend their wide receiver money and they'd prefer to draft more cost-effective options, uh, both at tight end wide receiver and running back at this point. And as producer Robert notes, uh, in our, uh, private chat, McCall Hardman is still out there and available. Now that would be a fascinating circumstance if he was to come here in Tennessee, that is a player that I'm assuming is outside their price range, but again, the wide receiver market hasn't been crazy this year. And it's not like McCall Hardman is going to be viewed as a top-of-market player. You're not going to reset the market uh, with a guy who's uh, got a lot of traits um, and has been very productive for Kansas City. He's had some injuries as well, coming off uh, a recent one that kept him out of their Super Bowl run, or their Super Bowl specifically. But I think that uh, you know availability is the thing that I think a lot of Titans fans would cite as a reason to steer clear despite him kind of embodying exactly what you're looking for at this stage. Now you'd be paying for it on the back end, right? You'd be paying for art production that's already happened um, at this point. And uh, I don't know how Titans fans necessarily feel about that, but I do think that there's a couple of different ways that you can view this. So one word to describe the Titans approach to their, uh, to, uh, well, one word to describe NWI returning for the Titans. That's what we're asking you guys here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Tragic says the scree or the skis rather on YouTube. Settling says Brian Bedio. I, I kind of, I get what you're coming from, from that, uh, from that standpoint. Listen, NWI is not a one, he's not a two, and he may not well be a three. But he can do all of those things, which makes him valuable to an extent. Now, how valuable you want to make this guy uh, is entirely up to you to discern. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other how you should feel, because I know that you guys are going to make your own assessments and have your own opinions, regardless of what I tell you. Um, He only had 25 receptions last year, under 400 yards, three touchdowns. And by the way, that made him their second leading receiver. So. You know, tells you everything you need to know about the Titans uh, situation. But he's available 17 games in the regular season. He is uh, trustworthy to be a player who knows all three positions within their offense. The execution needs to be better. He's not a high-level traits player. There's a reason that he was an undrafted rookie free agent and why he played his college ball at, you know, noted college football powerhouse, my alma mater, Indiana. He's not somebody who is super talented as a player, but he works his ass off. He plays special teams. He can fill in on all three spots in your offense, and I think that makes him valuable enough as a depth piece. If we are in a situation where he has to be the one or the two again, then obviously there are problems. 
But for all the reasons I've cited would be the same reasons that I'm sure Mike Vrabel or Rand Carthon would tell you that he's worth bringing back on a one-year deal. I don't know what the price is. I don't know what the guaranteed money is. But I think that uh, I think that NWI, to me, um, I'll call it sensible. That'll be my one word here on the primetime show. A to Z Sports Primetime is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Get your fitness journey started today with the best coaches, the best gym, the best workout plans available to you. TrueMath Fitness always goes above and beyond to make sure that you are achieving your goals. Their workouts are never recycled or repeated, so you never feel like you're just starting to settle in and uh, and kind of plateauing, right? That's a big part of getting back in shape for a lot of us. The problem can be you start to do the same things, you start to do the same exercises, you settle into a routine, you plateau, and that keeps you from reaching your ultimate goals. That's not what TrueMath Fitness is going to do. TrueMath Fitness is going to make sure that you are constantly challenged while not overexerting yourself with all of their great workout programs. Group classes, personal training, and an open gym. Any level of membership available at TrueMathFitness.com and also where you can go to sign up for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So sensible is the word that I come down to, right? And that's basically, sensible is how I'd describe their entire offseason. What do all the players that they've signed or brought back signify? So let's take a look at this, right? Andre Dillard, Luke Gifford, Aziz Alshair, Arden Key, Nick Westbrook-Akina, who is being retained, Tier Tart, who's a little bit of a different circumstance, and then Daniel Brunskill, the offensive lineman. They've made those transactions thus far. They've also re-signed Morgan Cox, on a uh, the long snapper, on a one-year deal. Um, and that, I believe, has been the bulk of their transactions to date. I know Naquan Jones signed a tender today. I can't remember specifically what the uh, what the designation on the tender was. But what are those what do those moves signify to you? Well, those are players that are versatile, right? Those are players that can play multiple positions within their certain skill set. Brunskill has played center, guard, and tackle. Dillard is a left tackle in all likelihood, but can slide inside to left guard if they absolutely need him to. Al Shire can play in a variety of different roles and will be called upon to do a variety of different things within their defense. Arden Key is a versatile front seven piece that can move around and can make plays for them all over the formation. NWI fits that mold as well. They're cost effective. They're going to get opportunities here, and they are not going to break the bank for a team that just needs bodies at this point. Sensible is how I would describe the entirety of the Titans offseason thus far. It's not sexy. It's not blow your doors off. There's not a bunch of big names in there. In fact, I mean... Dillard is probably the biggest name that they've signed, and that's just by nature of him being a former first-round pick. So I think I think it's smart to not get too much money tied up this year that'll be on the books in future seasons to try and patchwork this thing back together as best you can for 2023 and then see how much further you can push it come 2024 and be ready for truly another run at this thing. Maybe they get further than we expect them to in 23. Uh, I have no idea how this is going to play out, but I do understand what their strategy is and and I'm cognizant of it. I think, I think that is what kind of, you know, that is if you're a Titans fan bothered by the, the lack of movement or the lack of signings or the lack of big name players. I think that's the way that you would kind of look at this is all right. 
but we don't have a lot of money tied up in the Bud Dupree's of the world, right? Where he's, uh, he gets a big free agent contract. You do the big splash signing at the big splash position. Um, the guy is unavailable largely throughout the course of his tenure with his new team and gets cut two years into his deal. So I think those are the kind of things. Oh, they also, they also brought back Aaron Brewer, who I assume is going to be their starting center. Um, which, okay, all well and good, but, uh, but you know, I would like them to improve the offensive line situation. Uh, Isaac Suamalo is out there too. Uh, a guard from the Philadelphia Eagles, who's uh, probably going to get more money than they can afford right now. I bet the, the bigger offensive line contract Dillard, um, $10 million a year. That's probably the most spending that they're going to do. Troy Anderson says, man, those kind of guys come a dime a dozen buck. It's true, but you're a dime a dozen team right now. <laughs> like, you need a dozen players for a dime. You know what I'm saying? Like you are the definition of a dime, uh, a dozen team. You have only dimes to spend. You need a dozen players for each of those dimes. I uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but your football team is in cap hell and talent hell, and there's not a lot that they can do about it beyond what they're trying to do. So I understand that people are going to be frustrated and your criticisms will be heard. I will have criticisms myself when I see this football team play games. I am certain of that. But I also understand that the job that they are being asked to do is to put this thing legitimately back together. It's Mike Vrabel said the offense isn't broken. And while Mike, you know, that's Mike's position should be that the thing is not broken and that that is completely, uh, that it's, you know, it's going to be easy for, not necessarily easy, but they're going to have solutions this year that they didn't have next year. Mike's job is to be optimistic, not to be reflective, to continue to look forward on this thing. There's no question that a team that lost seven straight games and was completely talent bereft by the end of the or bereft by the end of the season, broken, right? So patch it back together. Dimes for a dozen players. That's kind of where you're at at this stage. And I think that uh, I think that for a lot of you, um, you know, that's just a reality that you're going to have to that you're going to have to deal with for the time being. Uh, YouTube user, maybe this is a bot, says, "Is there any way you could shorten your podcast?" and cut out a lot of the blah, blah, blah. Um, no, I can't. That's what they pay me for. <laughs> Literally, the blah, blah, blah is how is how I get my direct deposit, how I pay my mortgage, how I make my car payment, how I provide, how I put food on the tables for my cats. So, yes, blah, 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 Titans free agency, blah, blah. Okay, um, let's keep it moving, and let's talk about a player who may be still available out there for you to sign, let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch what wide receiver still available on the market makes the most sense for the Titans at this point. Uh, I told you that Darius Slayton, Robert informed me, I did not see the transaction earlier, but Robert informed me that he had re-signed with the Giants. So of the available free agents, if you want to pull up a list, we can go through some names together. Which of the wide receivers would you like to see sign up with the Titans before the season begins? We'll discuss at length together right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The Intel Edge you need to succeed is what you get at GaryAshton.com. Make it simple. Get your dream address without the stress or sell your home for more with the Gary Ashton squad. They got me in my dream address without the stress. We're coming up on four years at the Palatial Rising Estate 
Uh, it is an incredible uh, value that I got my home for and an even better investment because the Ashton team gave me the intel that let me know that this was going to be a wise investment long term. Could not be more thankful for the Ashton team and the work that they've done for me. That's why they're the official real estate agent of my radio show, of the Primetime Show, and of the Nashville Predators. Go to GaryAshton.com for that Intel edge. So, uh, names out there that you want the Titans to sign at this point. Stephen King says Terrell Owens. Uh, it's entirely, uh, it's entirely, um, I mean, listen, apparently the Cowboys were sniffing around. He's 40 years old, T.O., so. At some point, something's got to stop. Uh, Sheila on Facebook Live says, Vols on upset alert as they go up 1-0 with some free throws 15 seconds into the game. So I don't know about upset alert, but there have been some upsets today. Uh, you saw Arizona lose uh, and Virginia. We'll talk about um, March Madness towards the end of the show. Huge fan of DJ Chark, says Kirkwood. Eric Alonzo wants the name. He wants OBJ. DJ Chark uh, for Jonathan Fultz. My preference would be DJ Chark at this point. Again, not knowing what his market necessarily is going to look like, I think they need to keep it within probably five to seven million dollars at this point, given the lack of resources that they have and the need that they still have. You'll have some interesting options in the draft that I think they should pursue, uh, and they should probably draft more than one wide receiver. In fact, I think ultimately I'd rather see them draft two wide receivers than pay you know, more money for a veteran at this stage. I do think that there are some valuable, valuable, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not assets, not commodities, but just there is value in having a veteran wide receiver in that room because NWI is going to be the most veteran wide receiver that they have. Respectfully to Nick, um, you know, you, you want somebody who's got more experience, somebody who's succeeded at a higher level, somebody who's done all the things that you want to do as a young, aspiring professional wide receiver. Because the other three, there's not one of them that's older than 23 years old, right? Traylon, Phillips, and Racy, all 23 or younger at this point. I believe Burks is the youngest at 22. So, you know, I think that I think that DJ Chark makes a lot of sense from a schematic standpoint. I think he makes a lot of sense from a fit standpoint. He's not an older like Deion. You're not trading for a bloated DeAndre Hopkins contract. I would, I, and under no circumstances would I want them to do that. I think more, um, more than anything, I would want, uh, I would want them to draft uh, at least one wide receiver and sign a, uh, you know, a feasible veteran free agency contract. But OBJ is out there, and you've seen a lot of places discussing the best fit for him at this point. I don't know, four months ago, three months ago, two months ago, best fit for Odell Beckham Jr., but here we are still asking it. So, like, I still think Dallas makes the most sense. Like, if you just look at, you know, okay, their lineup right now, CeeDee Lamb had 107 catches. The next closest receiver was Noah Brown in the fourth. Dalton Schultz was the second leading receiver with 57. Like, you can't all go to CeeDee. And Michael Gallup coming off an injury, maybe the second year he'll get back. But I just think... Couple things with Odell. He's got to go to a place with a proven winning quarterback. Like he just can't go to a, a rebuild with a, a quarterback situation that's in flux or a rookie. Like you, you look at him successfully with Eli Manning and with Matt Stafford. So I think Dak Prescott, Dallas, the limelight, like all those things that Odell kind of covets, it could work. 
Baldy, I would say the team that we saw in those clips, the uniform he was in, go back to the Rams. Mm. They brought in Allen Robinson and it didn't, didn't work, work for them. Okay. They clearly had a chemistry and a synergy between yep. Matthew Stafford and Odell. So from my standpoint, that would be a really good fit for him as well, knowing the offense, yep. knowing uh, the no players. Doubt. I think that could be a perfect fit for him. And he gets to stay out in the warm weather of California. There he so Odell's not going to come here, right? Odell would have to, they would have to overpay to get Odell. Odell's going to look at the situation here, look at the offense here and be like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, for him to come to Tennessee, I think would take a lot of convincing on the part of the Titans. And I don't necessarily think that he's a player that should, uh, that you should have to do a lot of convincing for. Like, he, I don't, you know, he's not, He's not Odell Beckham of, I mean, four years ago at this point, right? He's not played football in quite some time. And um, I think that uh, I think that for the Titans, availability and a, a player that you know has, has high-level traits and probably can still play high-level football, I just don't think he makes any sense here at this point. Um, you know, as I look through the veteran free agency list, it's probably DJ Chark or Marvin Jones for me. Marvin Jones, I think could be had very affordably. He's 33 years old. I'm not talking about a starting, I'm not talking about a number one wide receiver. I'm not even talking about a two. I'm talking about a veteran presence that can play ball that can, uh, that can, that understands the offense that he's going to be playing in and understands the responsibilities that he will have as the veteran in the group. I think ultimately something like that makes the most sense. Chark is younger. He's going to cost more. Marvin Jones is probably the play there. Um, but I know those aren't going to, uh, I know those those names aren't probably going to excite you guys necessarily. Uh, B French says, Buck, how would you feel about being traded to the A to Z Dallas show? Um, well, I am on an expiring contract. And I mean... I don't necessarily hate the idea of it because the Cowboys are a fun team to cover. You want to talk about drama? My God, you think I you think I uh, I thrive here? I would absolutely eat in Dallas. Um, but you know, I like I like it here. Uh, so I uh, I don't know necessarily, and I don't necessarily know what kind of value you'd be getting back from Dallas. I don't know that the Dallas people are better at their jobs than I am. I happen to think I'm the best at my job at what I do, but that's because I'm a douchebag. So what are you gonna do? I think the uh, I think that the value there may not necessarily be in your favor. Although I know that the A to Z Sports Dallas crew does a great time. Um, I am not going to talk for two hours by myself like I know the morning show guy. Uh, in uh, is it Will Steele? Will Steele? I hear uh, hear he can he can tend to uh, tend to ramble from time to time. I'm going to give you guys my best stuff for as long as I've got your attention and about your attention. If your attention lasts a half hour or more at any given point, then it's either a football Sunday night reaction show or, you know, something terrible has happened. So, uh, you know, I like to keep things concise, like to keep things tight. I don't necessarily think that, that would be the case. No, I'm not leaving Ivan. I'm just, you know, uh, they, they, uh, somebody brought up the idea of trading me and I said, well, my, my deal is expiring. I'm in a contract year. So yeah, theoretically, if you could get some value for me, maybe you could sell me off, but I don't think, uh, I don't think, one, I don't think that I'm that valuable. And two, I don't know what kind of value you'd get back. So you're stuck with me for the time being. Uh, anyway, um, OBJ, a couple of clips that uh, I think Robert said Prince of Mucamara uh, had put up. Now, both of those guys played at LSU. Um, so I think that is the – no, wait. Was a Mucamara 
Pat Peterson was the LSU corner, right? Amukamara was, I think, Nebraska um, coming out. That might have been the same draft. Either way, uh, for some reason, uh, Prince Amukamara is hovering around OBJ's workouts. Here's a couple of clips of him running routes on air. All right, one-handed snags for everybody. So that is uh, that is OBJ doing the thing that is going to get people excited. You know, basically practice drills uh, at this point. Stephen King says uh, Robert is more valuable than Buck. I agree. Robert is vastly more involved in all the production of the show than uh, either show, radio show or or uh, or the streaming show. I just even the podcast, both podcasts. My God, Robert has an insane amount of control over all of the things that I do on a regular basis. That's deeply frightening at this point. Uh, but yes, so he is inherently more valuable because I just sit down and I talk. Uh, Robert does all the important stuff that actually gets the product out there. Um, Buck needs a cheap contract full of incentives. Yeah, I have a certain life lifestyle that I'm accustomed to, Kirk. I don't, you're not, I don't do hometown discounts. <laughs> Which I'm sure music to my agent's ears. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's wrap things up with a weekend bounce back. Who needs to bounce back most in sports this week? Let's talk about it together. Oh, before we uh, do the weekend bounce back, party! you guys were great today at Party Pal in Murfreesboro. It was so fun to meet a lot of you guys. Uh, I couldn't hang out as long uh, today as I will be able to, to tomorrow in Cool Springs, but we'll be back at Party Pal in Cool Springs. Coach Casey Alexander of Belmont Men's Basketball is our tournament analyst. He hung out and did the show with us today. Slay and Brent, there, were, there, were, uh, there weren't a ton of shots taken. Um, I had, I think I had three before I had to leave uh, and do the 615 Sessions podcast, which is up there, uh, Teron Davenport, myself. Go uh, check that out. So we had a little, we had a little sauce before the, before the 615, but I think that gave the discussion a bit more flair. Um, I think that uh, how many pickleback shots were bought today? I think only, I only uh, saw Robert buy two, one for himself and one for somebody else. But uh, I, w- I don't think I was on the air. Well, one, Party Foul wasn't open for the hour that I was on the air. So Robert was immediately undermined by the fact that the restaurant, while we were doing the radio show, wasn't open while I was sitting down and available to be screamed at. But uh, no, nobody else uh, nobody else came up and screamed at me. It's probably because Kirby is such a, uh, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimidating individual. <laughs> If you want to call it that, what are you talking about? Says witty banner 96, nothing important. We're just talking about party foul tomorrow. Come hang out at party foul in cool Springs. Um, because I will be doing the radio show there with Robert, Ron Slay, Brent Doherty, coach Casey Alexander. I don't know if Robert's going to be out there tomorrow, but he was with us in Murfreesboro today. He will be there tomorrow and I'll be able to get drunk. So if you guys want to drink, I'm going to get a head start on my week, my weekend. Cause my weekend starts at 10 55 AM tomorrow. And your boy's about to be lit. So we're excited about that. Party foul in Cool Springs tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, basically until we decide to leave. It's a great setup that they have for us at Party Foul. And we were grateful for the Murfreesboro location having us out today. Okay. Who needs to bounce back most in sports? Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, we will get into it together right after I remind you that A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, and they will match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose. So much fun tournament basketball to bet on. 
Tennessee trailing 11 to 10 right now with 1444 to play in the first half to Louisiana Lafayette. Whether the Vols are on up, upset watch or not remains to be seen, but you can still bet on all the other tournament games in the Superbook app. Download the Superbook app today. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. So, um, with, uh, with the uh, bounce backs, the bounce backs are in college basketball. And the bounce backs started this afternoon, or really in the second game of the day. They staggered each game this morning by about 15 minutes from the start of the first one. And we had an incredible finish to the second game of the day, which was Furman against Virginia. Furman ultimately upsets Virginia on a last-second play that gives them the 68-66 to lead. The way that they got the ball had the Furman team completely shocked the idea that the Virginia player just outright threw the ball away. They're in disbelief. Again, uh, I, I don't know who the Furman player is there. The mighty Paladins, the mighty Dins. A big day for the Dins today. Uh, but the Furman Paladins upsetting Virginia. You had Princeton upsetting Arizona. Those are the big upsets thus far. Um, teams like Duke doing well to handle Oral, Oral Roberts. Texas over Colgate. Houston, I know, is playing right now. Northwestern handling their business. But the two big upsets on the first day of March Madness, exactly why we watch. The, uh, the two seeds in college basketball need to bounce back today. Uh, Paul Ruddy says, my, bra- my bracket needs to bounce back. Uh, Robbie, uh, or no, I don't think Casey is saying Robbie Anderson needs to bounce back. I think he's talking about for the Titans. No, I'm good on Robbie Anderson. Uh, B French says, Ja Morant. Ja was suspended an additional eight games for that, uh, uh, video that IG live in Denver of him waving the, the firearm around. Of course, the strip club, uh, pictures and videos that were released by the way, that strip club. I, listen, I'm not here to tell anybody about strip club etiquette. That would, uh, that would, maybe that's a, maybe that's a whole segment for another day. But I would say to you, if the gentleman uh, patronizing your establishment is willing to leave fifty thousand dollars in ones on the floor, probably don't sell the pictures off to TMZ because the return business, I would imagine, is going to be worth more to you than the money that TMZ is offering you for those pictures. I'm just saying, I think that was, uh, I think that was poor etiquette by the, uh, the strip joint at that stage. But yeah, John Morant, um, here's the thing. Like anytime this stuff happens, I thought Jalen Rose, and I can't remember what show it was on, on ESPN that I saw him talking about it, but basically Jalen's whole monologue was I've been John Morant. I've been somebody who's seen friends shot at. I've been involved in terrible situations that I shouldn't have been a part of. I've been you know, somebody who's trying to figure out how to balance fame and doing all of this outside the social media atmosphere, right? So Jalen Jalen Rose, I thought, was really, really strong on the John Morant situation prior to this additional eight-game suspension. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I hope Ja, whatever whatever stuff that he needs to figure out, he's, he's young, but like, that's not an excuse. You're 23 years old. It is still, you know, I was I mean, hell, I'm 29 and I still behave like a child from time to time. But 
I think that there there's a in situations like this because they're athletes the response is typically oh especially a younger athlete the response is typically oh well you know they'll they they don't know any better this is you know they'll they'll figure it out this is something they need support they need more people around him and that's that's fine but i mean i don't think if 23 year old me was waving a gun around in a club in denver that i would receive the same analysis oh he just needs better support around him he just needs better guidance all these different things it's almost a uh, you know treating them more like children than need be um i do think that there's a uh, and i listen i'm i'm always pro labor almost almost always pro labor uh 10 times out of well we'll say 9 times out of 10 there are some times when i'm pro management but that's only when management is giving me what i want um i think that uh i think that on the whole, you know, Jock could, Jock could stand to grow up a little bit and for us to be able to be okay with holding him a tad more accountable. Um, Stern would have had a much harsher punishment. Yeah, David Stern would probably be sick at the State of the League right now with load management and John Morant and all these other things that are floating around. Either way, that is uh, that is a good bounce-back candidate. All right, it's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. It's going to do it for us tonight this week on the Primetime Show. Always enjoy spending time with you guys Sunday through Thursday night here on the A to Z Sports Digital Network. Go check out the 615 Sessions podcast. Producer Robert is going to have it up in your podcast feeds later on. The YouTube edition uh, is already available to you. Apparently, the audio edition is also available to you as well. So good job on Robert. Great job out of you guys. One more radio show this week. Uh, Again, Cool Springs Party Foul. Come hang out if you are in the area. So cool. I always enjoy seeing you guys. You guys are great. And the way that you support the all the shit, all the stupid shit that we do around here, whether it's radio, streaming, or otherwise, uh, puts a big smile on my face. And, you know, I'm going to get drunk, so I'd like to do it with some of you guys. And uh, I can do it. I, I can do it just me and Robert, but, you know, I think we could use a, I think we could use a little more juice. Anyway, have a great rest of your evening. Have a spectacular weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow on the radio show or Sunday night on primetime. Well, are you surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.